Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm both grateful and excited that you're here with me today. Currently on the show, we're following my journey as a creator, entrepreneur, and future family man. I'll be sharing the ups, the downs, and really everything in between in order to bring encouragement, motivation, and drive to your own daily life. So let's go out together and create the lives we want to live. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me for another episode. Just coming off of the Thanksgiving holiday and really the holiday weekend, which if you haven't already kicked off the holidays, then after this weekend, let me tell you, the holidays have begun. They have officially been kicked off and I didn't have any podcast episodes this past week. So last week, nothing. And you guys, it was so nice. I was barely even on the social media for this business, which also was so nice. (laughs) And, you know, it's just a great time with my own family, getting everyone together, having a great meal together, starting off early in the morning to just enjoying time with one another to then officially decorating our whole house with Christmas everywhere, getting a Christmas tree, making a Christmas wreath from scratch, you can go and check out my personal Instagram and you you will see. Basically, each year I post a bunch of different reels or footage of what we've done. This time I actually put them into reels. Last year, I think I just took photos, but they are really fun and so cool. But today I did want to reflect back on what I'm thankful for, but also the overall idea of using the holidays as a time to be thankful because I know as small business owners, if that's you who's listening, there is just so much pressure to try to get everything in order for this past week and into the holidays of, I've got so much stuff that I need to sell and right, people should want to buy my stuff. They will buy my stuff because I put it on sale and that's something I haven't really had very much to sell with my own business here, Fisher Philbrick, but I did have an ebook, the one for podcasting, and I had that for free and I had just an ad for a few days saying like, hey, it's the Black Friday Thanksgiving sale. You can get it for free. It's the last time this year you're going to get it. And guess what? No one got it. So, (laughs) you know, I know a little bit, but at the same time, I don't just seeing as I'm, you know, pretty new to having items for sale, but I know there is so much pressure for you to sell stuff, to make money. And that's not even counting your personal life. So even if you don't have a business, there's a ton of pressure for the holidays to get everything just right and perfect. And man, you guys, the money that everyone is spending during this time, it really is insane. Like all of a sudden we go from let's save our money to spend every bit we have, spend money we don't have. So just knowing that and how everything typically goes, I think it is even more important to Just really take the time to pause, reflect, and take it a bit slower and realize that, hey, yeah, the holidays are a lot of fun. Maybe not for everyone, but I am someone who I do enjoy this time. I think it's the only thing that makes these cold winter months worth anything. You know, just having all these Christmas lights around our house and turning those on really all day, but especially as it gets darker, it brightens up the house so much, which really does brighten and lift your own mood. So if you are someone who does not like this time of year or gets the, you know, seasonal depression for this time of year, lights, you guys, lights, 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 your body likes the light. So if you haven't figured that out, hmm, there's a quick tip and trick for you. And I had even last year bought in a light 
that was supposed to help your circadian rhythm to help you during the months that were dark. And, you know, I was so excited because I was thinking of adding that as a product, an upcoming product for the coffee business I was doing, which was focused on bringing products for those who work at home. And for me, that's a big deal. If I become unproductive at three or four because I can tell the sun is going down and that it's going to get dark by 4.35, it feels like I should be sleeping. Well, that's a big problem. But I got the light and guess what? It's basically the same brightness as my ring light. And I was like, I did not need to get this. So if you have a ring light of your own, boom, that's all you need. Just put that on. And that's kind of the same thing as the products they have out there that will help boost your mood or trick your body into being productive for longer, which all to say, I don't really know if that works, but huh. Back on topic though, is that I think it just is so important as we keep going throughout the holiday season this year, especially as you see just society, culture, everything around is crumbling. Like we set up our Christmas decorations on Sunday after church at the park, and we've done that every year for so many years. I think last year we actually forgot, so we didn't, but we did it this year and we put a wreath around the main sign and not even a day later, my mom went by it and she said, it's gone. Someone stole it. And I was like, what? That is just so frustrating, sad. But at the same time, it's like, is it really a surprise? No, because if you look on the next door apps, if you watch the news, like we are a mess. People are just going crazy. And so much, even if you're not a thief, you know, if, if you're not on the bad side of the law, there is still such a push for getting, 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 go out and buy and buy and get everything ready. And so much that I feel like a lot of times we forget what we are supposed to be doing that, you know, we should be thankful for all the gifts God has given us. And that's not even just saying physical gifts, but you know, the easy one, salvation. He gave his son during this time. And I know Jesus was not born on Christmas, but that is why as Christians, we're celebrating the birth of our savior. Jesus Christ. So man, there is so much, but other than that, like your family, that you have friends around you that love and care for you, that, you know, if you get even more basic, <laughs> you've got a house to keep you warm. <laughs> Especially now, I feel like that's an easy one for me. We're like, thank you God for this warm bed and for this house that keeps me warm and for my clothes that keep me warm. <laughs> and you know, it, it's so cheesy, but those are the things as you start be more mindful, it really does make a difference, especially if this time is hard for you and knowing that like, you know what, the warmer days are going to come. A time where people are not so obsessed with thinking everything needs to be perfect or that you have the perfect family or you look like you are the perfect family because as we know, nobody is perfect. And, you know, most likely the prettier you look in your photos, the more internal fight and battle you have going on within you. I mean, that's nothing for certain, but I feel like we always forget when we see people who look like they have it all together, like, oh, everything is going good for them. Everything is all together. It's like, no, there is so much more internally that goes on within people. But all to say, I do think it is important and helpful for us to take the time, not just in Thanksgiving, because as you see, Thanksgiving was here and it's gone. Like we get maybe one day, to celebrate being thankful and then boom it's the holiday season da, 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 da. and it's just like full blast and you're like wait a minute but thanksgiving was not even a week ago like when i'm talking to you it was just a few days ago but already nope it's gone 
Adios. But I think rather if we spend the time being thankful and remembering really what God has given us in this whole past year, because that's a lot of months to think back on. Like, whoa, man, that's crazy. So that's what I'm going to do for the rest of this episode. It will be a shorter one, but hopefully that was a good setup so that you, as you were listening to this, you can start thinking through things as well. Like, man, what am I thankful for? Like, yeah, that's what you should have done on Thanksgiving. And hopefully you did, but also how can I be thankful going into this season? Because whether the season is a great one for you, you think it's going to be great, or you are going and dreading it, you are stressed out, anxious, and just like, ah, we need to get through this, or how am I going to get through this? I think that being thankful, being grateful is a great way to keep yourself sane, but also to really connect with God and stay in tune with Him and just giving Him the thanks, praise, and glory for really all that He's given you. So let's go. So overall, I would say that as I was thinking back on this past year, which we still have, you know, a good month to go on the year. So we're not saying the month is over and that we can stop looking back. But when I was thinking of it all in all, taking him way back to January, which if you've been following along since then with this podcast, you'll know, like the winter months are a hard couple of months for our family financially. Both of my parents' jobs just don't bring in the money. It's a slow time of season for both of them. And last year was one where it was kind of at its height of just like, what is happening? What are we going to do? So starting off there, kind of the resonating thing that I always came back to this year, which is how thankful I am that God is a provider and that he provided for me, for my family, both my mom and dad and I, but also for my siblings and all of us and just what that looked like and how knowing that he could provide for us is really helpful and encouraging as we yet again come to (laughs) the winter months, which are, you know, most likely going to be similar to last year, but hopefully not to the same extent. But another thing added within that is I don't have a job really. So that's a new thing to add in. But let me talk about the beginning of the year and kind of take us through what that looked like. So you already know, as I just mentioned, January is hard financially, hard as far as getting money to buy food, to pay for the mortgage, to pay for bills. And last year I was able to help out with one of the mortgage payments and a couple of the other bills that we had, as well as some other expenses for my dad's work and just everything that went into that. So I was able to help out, but Even with that, I was using some of my tip money from Starbucks to help buy groceries and seeing that like, oh man, I'm not going to have enough money to keep this going as far as like the cash you only get, you know, maybe 20 bucks if you're lucky (laughs) a week from Starbucks and the tips they had, which it was great, trust me. But when you've got a family to feed, you're like, hmm, you need a lot more with how expensive groceries are. And I think you guys... It's just going to keep on going up. But we had that going on. It was kind of a struggle to get that. And then at the same time, my sister, older sister Candace, had been expecting her second born, named Josiah, coming in March. But mid-January, I think it was, we got a, well, my mom got a call from her saying that she thought she was in labor and she was dropping Lydia off, who's my niece, and then they were going to go to the hospital and figure out what that was going on. And I remember my sister had texted me that and I was just like, oh my gosh, 
she's going to lose the baby or she is going to die. You know, just the worst scenario that you could think of because when you get a text like that, it's like, I think I'm going into labor. Mom's taking me to the hospital. Dad's watching Lydia. Boom. Like <laughs> short and sweet to the point, which yeah, that's great in a tough situation. But without the context and I was at work and I checked my phone in the back room, which I don't usually do. And usually I would try to like stay off my phone, but I was just like, crushed like oh my gosh what does this mean like that's the worst news you could get and i still had maybe like an hour of work to go and so i was just like oh my gosh what am i supposed to do like compose myself went back out to work and i'm like okay we'll think about that once i get off because at this moment i can't do anything but that just unraveled another part of what turned out to be just such a strange year and season because my sister wasn't actually going into labor but had started leaking the water that happens like when you break your water you're like oh the baby's coming so it hadn't broken completely but it leaked so she had to be bedridden in the hospital for like two weeks which meant we were watching Lydia but we didn't know that's the main thing we didn't know what was happening but now we have another mouth to feed when we were already struggling to feed our own mouths and it was just this process of we had a church group at our house every Wednesday was like a small group thing that the church was doing, which they're going to start up again this year for January. And so, so many people praying and just around us for the situation. Josiah ended up coming early by like eight weeks. So he came and was born January 25th, which was all happening on a Wednesday while our church group was there. And I remember they stopped the group and then everyone was just praying for Candace and Taylor and the doctors. And it was such a touching moment, but also so very scary at the same time. Man, you guys, having children is scary. <laughs> and I've never even had, you know, I will never have a child of my own. But thinking to when I can get married and have a wife, like she'll be having the baby, but still, it is so scary. And being a part of a family where you have a sibling who's having a child, that's scary because the baby is coming too early and we don't know what's going to be wrong. And some context to Josiah was, they had been telling my sister that he had some kind of brain clots and, you know, it doesn't matter the technical terms exactly, but he was not supposed to be born healthy. He was going to have something called Danny Walker syndrome. Three different times, three different doctors asked my sister if she wanted to abort the baby. So that is the level. And really, you guys, just the evil the evilness coming through of doctors trying to push patients to kill their babies before they've even been born, before they've been given the chance of life. But I'll touch back on that in a few minutes. So she was having the baby early. We didn't know what that meant. They had to do an emergency C-section again, which turns out, you guys, that's just like the new thing. If you don't know, doctors can make a lot more money and it's a lot safer <laughs> doing a c-section where they cut the baby out because they have more control they use more medicines they they keep you in the hospital longer so now whenever someone's like they had to do an emergency c-section i'm like did they really though because i've heard that not just from lydia and josiah but from someone else that i went to high school with for with his first daughter that he had with his wife to then someone i worked with at starbucks her sister had twins and they had to do that and so many other people i've talked to in the time are like yeah yeah i'm like hmm so much though where I don't think necessarily it's just an emergency. I think maybe it seems like that and you know, maybe it is. And at, in the moment, you're like, who are you to say like, no, don't do that. Don't save my child and wife's life. So they 
take advantage of it, but I do think it is much easier. Like you said, if you know that your success rate can be so much higher and quicker if you just cut the person open, then yeah, you're going to go that route. But he did arrive and he ended up staying in the NICU for so long, you guys. So, so incredibly long. And all that time we were watching Lydia. But what happened during that time too was as we had now Lydia, we had more mouths to feed and really our whole family life situation changed because my dad was still going to work, but it was still a tough time. We're still trying to make money and it was tax season and he is a CPA, has his own small business. So he starts to get really, really busy. So that meant my mom was watching Lydia in the morning and then I worked in the morning. So then I usually took more of the afternoon shift of hanging out with her, taking her to the park, doing everything I could. And then we, I would make dinner, I'd feed her dinner and we'd go on and get her ready for bed, all of that. But basically we became parents, I guess you could say, co-parenting of my niece, which I never expected to do. I learned how to do diapers really well though. So I'm excited for when I have kids, but no, not really because diapers, oh, they're a lot of work and they're not the most fun, but excited that I will know how to do it very well and very quick and efficient. <laughs> but I did end up applying for food stamps. It's called CalFresh. They try to make it sound so much nicer <laughs> than it is, but I would tell people that and they just have a glossy eyed look. I'm like, it's food stamps. And they're like, oh, okay, yes, we know what that is. But went through this whole process of applying, had a phone interview, the lady didn't understand. I'm like, I know it's a very weird situation, but right now I'm the only one who's bringing money and I just work at Starbucks. So I need you guys to help and we need food to feed the family. So it eventually, it did go through and we were able to get really, the amazing thing was we were given more money than we would normally spend per week. So that allowed us to still be good stewards of the money we had been given, but we made it last so much longer. And then Lydia's other set of grandparents, they were providing food kind of on a weekly or bi-weekly basis of bringing her more milk, more fruit, more of the food that she was eating because kids eat a ton of fruit, you guys. But guess what? Fruit is so expensive. <laughs> and I'd also been going to every like twice a month on Wednesday mornings, a food pickup, like a food donation place where they give you a box of all this random vegetables and hopefully some kind of frozen meat. So that was something even on this Fisher Philbrick account, I used to share videos of like, here's what I made this week with our donated food. <laughs> and those were fun, but you know, so much that we were doing just to try to survive. And then as things got better, you know, we were able to get off that and we still had money left over though, because we didn't go crazy and just spend it all. So I think really just seeing that and how God provided for us in that time where it was like at the worst. Oh, and I didn't say my cat, our cat, Miss Daisy, she was also almost dead. Like she was dying. Something was wrong with her. We couldn't figure out what turned out. She had like infected rotten teeth that were going up into her sinuses. All to be said though, I spent like a little over $3,000 on top of all the other money I was spending to tried to pay for all of it to rehab her and she did make a good and full recovery but that was another added stress and just like we need more money for that now <laughs> like what is happening but coming out of that a few days after josiah was born they did do an mri so they could give the parents an update of his status and his health and guess what you guys there was nothing found on the MRI scans, nothing on his brain. He was born completely healthy. 
And I do believe that it was a miracle and that God healed him because my sister, we were talking about it on Thanksgiving, had even said they did show her the scans that they initially took that showed the clots and they pointed out like where the trouble areas were and all of that. And then these new ones, nothing. And I think that alone is like a miracle, just knowing how many people too were praying for Candace and this little baby. Like that is amazing. On Facebook, I was doing a meal train. So I was posting it on Facebook there and giving everyone like an update, like here's what you can pray for and just going through so much. And then people all across the States were praying for him in our church groups. Like, man, it was crazy and so awesome to see that this little guy was born healthy like he came too early and he had to stay in the NICU for so long and even because of that currently he's going to get off in a few weeks but had to wear one of those helmets because his head was flat on one side because they only let you lay on your back and that's not good like they know that but that's just what they do in the NICU so he had to wear that too but all in all he was born healthy and he should be doing very well for really the rest of his life and I know I've mentioned it before, but that to me was also a huge eye-opener when it comes to doctors and really just the fight against those that are trying to take the lives of kids that aren't even born, of telling parents, your kid is going to be handicapped. He's not going to have a normal life. You should just get rid of him. And then another doctor saying it. And then another doctor. And so many people, so much pressure if you are there alone with a doctor and they're telling you that because Candace's husband works he's supporting for the family so going to the doctor and hearing that is just awful like you could never imagine being asked that or being told that like it's just so uncomfortable but it really made me wonder too is how many people are trusting their doctors in these diagnoses and killing their babies when maybe that's not God's plan for your child. Or maybe it is, but you would never know until you have the child. If you put your faith in him and know that he can heal us and maybe he doesn't for everyone and he doesn't have to do that. So it's definitely a gift that we are all super thankful for. And even going around the table, someone, I think it was my mom was the first one to say that. And we were like, oh, we were all going to say that. Like we're thankful for Josiah and that he was born healthy. But I think it really is such a, a huge thing to see that God healed him and that even in this time when both our families were just kind of like uprooted, you know, having such a weird and different schedule, but surviving and getting the help that we did and that God provided for us in this time of need where we were getting more money for food than we would normally spend if we had the money and the budget to do it and having Lydia's grandparents bringing food for her. That was super helpful. And just everything throughout that of people providing money and gift cards and food for Candace and Taylor so that they could get back on their feet once they were coming home. And just, wow, you guys, there was so much that even through that, like it seems like it was years ago. Like it's that's how far away it seems. But knowing that it was just a couple months ago, it's crazy to see like how far we've come and just amazing that everyone is doing so well. Like the health of all of us are good. Like we're doing good. And so I think that was the main thing that I have always come back to in this year and hopefully always will because I think it is amazing to see that God can provide for you, that you cannot have the money, the funds, the ability to do it on your own, but he can provide the resources, the people because even during that time, people in my mom's Bible study was were giving her money, whether putting it in her hand or hiding it around our house. I'm like, oh, where did this $20 bill come from? But so many people were helping out. 
that he provided them, you know, I don't know what it was, he spoke to them, or they just really wanted to help, but we were getting help from a lot of different people. And when I look at that, even now of going into this fall, not knowing that I would be losing my job at Starbucks, which is my main source of income, my dog walking, I'm still doing it for now, but it's kind of on its way out too. And just knowing like this is a pretty big change. And then I officially terminated the coffeeed up cup business. So I failed that business, <laughs> which I did this past week close the business account, which was my last thing to do for the business. And the lady kept saying, no, you did not fail. Do not see it as that. And I'm like, well, I just like to joke around with it, but I did. I failed. And I'm not saying that I'm a failure. Like if I was saying I'm depressed, I'm a failure, then yeah, you smack me <laughs> across the side of the face and say, hey, stop it. <laughs> Don't think that. Don't go down that route. But I'm actually going to use that failure in so many ways with Fisher Philbrick and the content I'm going to be creating and just seeing that, man, I thought I was supposed to do that and that God wanted me to do that, but we've taken a turn and things are now going to be very different. And so now I'm working on Fisher Philbrick full time, which that's something that I can be grateful for too. So if I didn't lose the job at Starbucks and be forced into trying to apply for jobs, not getting any jobs, going down different opportunities and having them all have the door closed, I wouldn't have this chance now to be jumping back into this business full time. And really, you guys, right now, I'm still just working on what feels like the very basics and beginnings and really the foundational aspects of the business, which is kind of like, man, we're just now doing that. But I think it's really coming back to what was my original goal and vision for the business and how can I build upon that. But I want to make sure it's a good foundation, right? Remember that episode, the wise man built his house upon the rock and the house on the rock stood firm. Yes, 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 yes. You want a good foundation in all elements of your life, if possible. But I know so much is going to come out of this business. And I'm excited to see like, it's, of course, a little bit nerve wracking to know that I don't have a way to bring in money really right now, besides the dog walking, the occasional yard work. But at the same time, I did apply for unemployment and I'm getting like $550 every two weeks from that. <laughs> so like, man, praise God, I have some money for gas and to cover the bills that I have. And I got approved for Medi-Cal, which, you know, that's a whole nother mess. I think I've already shared about that, but I did get approved, but I don't have coverage with Kaiser yet because they don't start that coverage until January. So I'm like, well, what do I do if I need help? They're like, go to any hospital and show them your card. I'm like, okay, that's not helpful. <laughs> I mean, yes, you guys, it is helpful and I'm grateful, but it's still a little bit like, I don't understand what that means, uh, but I am healthy. So we pray that I will continue to be healthy. But so much of that and just seeing, as I've been talking about, even now God is still providing for myself and for my family and going into this hard couple of months that are coming up, I think for me, that is what is the best thing to remember back on like, okay, you know, we're going into a time when money's going to be tight and we're not going to, like my parents are going to have times where their businesses are slowing down, but God can still take care of us. He took care of us yes, yesterday. Yeah, he did. But <laughs> last year he did the same. And really, if you look throughout your whole life, you can really start piecing together the puzzle of what is your own life and your journey and seeing like, whoa, so many times God has been there and he has been a provider, has looked out for yourself and for your family. So 
I think that for me is the biggest thing that I'm grateful for is just, of course, the the family that I have and that he has been able to take care of us and just that I am in good health that I can kind of do whatever I want as far as like swimming, working out, like I don't have any injuries that have come back to haunt me. I have pretty good mental health, I feel like, though, you know, it's weird. A lot of entrepreneurial people, like I've had two different people, they've either tagged me or sent me things where the video's like, guys, let's talk about depression. <laughs> and it's trying to like, say like, it's a normal thing. And I'm like, why does everyone tag me in these? Like, they think I'm just sad or depressed or what, but I don't know. I think I'm kind of on the other end of that. Like, sure, things can get tough and you know, it's it's more like just annoying and frustrating. But, you know, if I was someone who did get depressed a lot easier, like I would not be doing this, you guys. Let me tell you, because <laughs> having your own business and doing this and trying to make something on your own, it is not easy. It's a lot of work. It's very hard. But I think that, you know, it's a tangent, but I always think that's funny and like, hmm. But I think maybe because I'm very chatty and even on some of the social media videos that I had going, I shared the journey that I'm on and on the podcast too, I share just about everything. So maybe they think because if you are very communicative and you talk about the problems that you're encountering, they think you're just sad. But I'm like, I actually think that is probably what is saving my mental health. And, you know, we've talked about it before, how you need community. You need to be surrounded by people and have people that you can talk to, turn to. That's why, you know, think of it. What do you do with a therapist? You talk to them. You have a person who is attentively listening, who cares for you, who's pouring into your life that wants the best for you. Well, you just got to find some good friends and family, which, you know, it can be hard. Let me tell you that. It's not easy <laughs> to find those, but I am grateful and blessed that I have a good family. And so that's what I'm looking forward to in this coming year, is just seeing how God works within our lives for this year that we're coming into and just trying to make sure that I am grateful and thankful during this holiday season because even though I will have money to buy the gifts that I need to and fulfill everything that I would normally be doing, it still is easy to fall into that trap of like, but come the new year, I still don't think my business here is going to be making money. Definitely not enough money to be living off of. But from there, I also think that I'm going to meet my wife soon. I don't know where, but then I'm like, man, you have to meet the parents. I mean, let alone meet her and be like, so I'm doing my own business and it's not making money yet. And I don't know when it's going to make money. <laughs> but then to tell the parents that or like the dad, like, hey, can I <laughs> date or court, whatever, however you want to see it, I want to get married. So I would be dating intentionally and only dating someone that I would want to marry, that I could see marrying. So yeah, from the start, it would be with that mindset. <laughs> so to go in like, hey, yeah, so... I'm very good with money. I'm a hard worker. I would mean all of your bucket list items except that right now, I feel like God wants me to do my own business and that he's going to provide for me. And I don't know how that's going to happen, but I think it will. And I'm confident that if it's not going to work out, then maybe I'll fail the business like I did the coffee cup one and he'll open a new pathway for me to go down. So I don't think we have to worry too much about that, right? Well, that does not sound great, but I do think if they are a Christian and are firmly rooted with God and with the Bible and their relationship with Jesus, that I think that's a pretty good answer. And even I've looked at, there's a more like conservative Christian dating 
app, I guess you could say. I don't know. They're kind of piggybacking off of a different app system to have a community, but in the new year, they're supposed to have their own app. So I'm going to probably join and pay for it then, but on their social media, I do follow them there. And they like questioneered that's a terrible word. They had a questionnaire for, I guess, women that follow the account of like what is important when it comes to the guy's job. And it really overwhelmingly wasn't even that they have a job that pays high or well. Like that was for some of them, but it was more that they were responsible with their money, that they had a plan for where they were headed, that they were thinking of the future. All of these elements that, yeah, money is temporary. It's here and it's gone. But in your life, if you are strongly rooted in those things, which I think I am. I've been working for years to save up for the house and I have a good chunk of money that I can put towards whatever house we get when we get married. So I'm like, man, well, that's good to see because I hit those <laughs> those squares much more than having that full-time job that can pay for everything. So all to say, <laughs> there's an inside scoop of my thoughts and brain at this time, but turning it back to yourselves, I think it is helpful to go through kind of what I did. You can either do it as you're out walking. If you are a Christian, you can pray and thank God every day as you're going. But just from there, even talking with family and friends and just taking time when you gather with friends and family during the holidays to, hey, what are we thankful for? What can we give thanks for in this time? Like, of course, there is a lot of fun that goes on, but taking steps back to seeing like, whoa, this is truly a gift that we have to be where we are, to have warm clothes, bring it back to that warm clothes and a warm house and family and friends and food to fill our bellies. Like, man, you're already doing better than so much more of the world. Like crazy, right? So I think that will be so helpful. And just knowing that even if you are a small business owner and this season is not as fruitful as you wanted it to be, you didn't make the sales, I think it is definitely okay to be sad about that, to grieve it a little bit, like have a bit of a disappointment, like with my <laughs> darned ebook, <laughs> which I think I'll, I'll go into that more in an upcoming episode, kind of my thoughts and what I learned behind that. But, you know, seeing that like, man, it didn't do what I thought it would. That's frustrating. Like this time you want your business to grow and this should be the time when it should grow as far as sales, you know, you would think. But knowing that like, hey, that doesn't happen for everyone and it's okay like that's part of the journey of being a business owner that it is hard that you don't always have those seasons where you make the sales you want to so i think it is okay to have that time to be sad because you don't want to overlook it like oh just you know <laughs> i don't see that i don't see that i'm just gonna keep going but you know you can acknowledge it but then you do have to keep going so that's what a lot of people that i even have on the podcast will say like i'm sad for a couple minutes <laughs> for a day or two and then hey get yourself back up and get back and going so i think that's what i would say too of like what i'm going through and learning as i go and really as i'm building into the business which i'm super excited about all that's coming up with redesigning a new website having a subdomain which man i'll talk to you about that at some point but check out my social media because i talk about it there and having a separate resources website within that like man, I'm figuring out so much. So even though I'm not making sales with my one item, <laughs> I know, not the best example. Next year, I'll have more to talk about. But, you know, I may not be making money through that, but I'm investing in the future of my business, which is in my own future, in my wife's future, in my kid's future, because 
at least for now, God has me on this path to work for myself and be self-employed. I mean, right now, the government is helping me. Thank you for that. But, I mean, think about it, you guys. We've been paying taxes into this for so long, so don't worry. I'm using the money well. And I'm really, I'm like, man, I wonder how much of this I can save. <laughs> So, I mean, going back to how I've been raised and grown up and really practiced on how to handle money, I'm like, I will use this money as good as I can. And then, you know, we'll see what God has next planned for me. But I hope you can take the time to do that as well in your life. Just know that God is there for you and he can and will take care of you. Don't forget that. Have a great rest of your day. We do have a new business owner that's coming out this Wednesday. So I'm excited to share that with you. Follow along with us on social media. And hey, check out our shop. If you haven't yet, you missed your chance to get a free ebook, but it's only $5. And don't worry, I've got some more content coming up in the coming weeks that I'm excited to share with you. But with that, have a great rest of your day. And we'll be talking to you all very soon. Thanks for listening to Fisher Philbrick The Show. Here's how you can best support us. You can subscribe, comment, and rate the show. You can share this podcast with your social circles and even consider becoming a monthly sponsor of the show. Any of these items that you're able to do will make such a big difference. Thanks again for listening and for your support.